Hello, you beautiful lady. Welcome to episode 26 of the Girls Get Confident podcast. I am so excited to share this episode with you. We have another amazing guest. Her name is Storm and she is from Functional Naturopathy. I recently did one of her cacao retreats and it was stunning. I've talked to it in previous episodes and I really wanted to share more information about cacao with you. It is the master plant medicine. Um, I have had some questions from you beautiful ladies asking me more details about it and I thought you know what there is nobody I would rather get on the show and talk to about cacao than storm. So we do mention quite a few uh, links and things like that. So I have put them in the description below. Make sure that if you do decide to get yourself some ceremonial grade cacao, you use storm's information so you can get yourself a wee deal off that. I'm so grateful for her time right near the end. We also talk about some upcoming, uh, things that she's got going on, including another retreat. So make sure you listen right till the end and please rate this podcast. We are the Girls Get Confident podcast. We've only been going since the start of 2022 and it is my mission to get this podcast in the ears of as many women as possible so we can help them to transform their self-confidence. So one, please rate the show. If you're on Spotify, it's super easy. Make sure you've got the most up-to-date version of the app. Click the three dots and then it will let you rate it. Uh, If you are in any other platform, please find your way to go and rate the show. That would mean so much to me. And secondly, if you could take a screenshot that you are listening to this episode and share it with a friend, share it on your social media stories and tag us, girlsget underscore HQ. Honestly, it means the world to me and I'm so grateful to have you listening. Now, that's enough from me. Let's get into it. This podcast was created for women who want to grow their confidence and make themselves a priority so they can get their life back. I'm Janelle and this is the Girls Get Confident podcast. Welcome to the show. Storm, I am so grateful to have you on this week's episode. I don't know if you've listened to any of my episodes before, but I always kick off with a quick fire this or that just to get to know you a little bit more. How does that sound? Um, let's go. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are so, so welcome. First question is, would you live without internet for a week or not take a bath for a month? Uh, I could like easily go without internet for a week. (laughs) Beautiful. Makeup or no makeup? Oh, that depends on the situation. Mm, I am a little bit of a makeup girl. So I'm going to go, oh, this is how I'm going to go makeup. Nice. Do what feels good for you. Um, this one I'm really curious about, actually. We have a question around wine or kombucha. Uh, I've been sober for like three years, so we'll go com- kombucha. <laughs> See, that's why I thought it was interesting, because that was going to be my next question was, do you drink sober for three years? Can, just a little side tangent. What made you decide to be- go sober? I just kind of... I don't know. I guess it was just like an intuitive thing. Like obviously Mm. being naturopath, being a herbalist, you kind of know a little bit how alcohol works inside the body. And I, not that I have anything against anyone else that does alcohol, Mm -hmm. but for me, it just didn't really feel like that was something that was nourishing for me and my body and my life. So um, it was something I felt like I could easily give up. Beautiful. Perfect answer. Shoes or bare feet? 
bare feet for sure <laughs> all that grounding yeah bare feet for sure okay uh winter or summer oh I'm more of like an autumn Ooh. autumn and spring I'm like the in-between seasons oh I like that what is it that you'd like about the in-between because I I feel like for my constitution I can't do too hot and I can't do too cold so somewhere in between which is like spring or autumn is like perfect like a neutral temperature that you are the first person I've met who has ever said that so that is very cool and a nice different perspective um one more wake up early or sleep in I'm definitely an early bird for sure Mm, what time do you wake up I can't say it's that early like I wake up at seven so it's still kind of like modest you know but um I definitely like to wake up early and like I love my morning routine Mm. and doing all that thing in the morning getting yourself set up for the day um, love my mornings oh, I love that okay now that you've you know opened up the can of worms around morning routine tell us how do you start your day it is kind of dependent every single day because I I feel like I've done so many different practices and different things throughout the years that now I kind of wake up and listen intuitively to what my body is asking me of that day but typically like I would wake up and I would like definitely hydrate have some glasses of water Mm -hmm. and I like to go outside I don't mind if it's like rain shine wind I'm going outside having some grounding time and um usually doing like about an hour of my morning practices and that could be things like yoga or qigong or kundalini yoga or breath work or meditation just something that's going to help me to like tie into my being so that I can definitely be of service for others for the rest of the day I love that. And of course, we're going to get more into um, one way in particular in which you can, you know, ground in with yourself. And I'm so excited to be having this chat with you today. But before, before we get into that, why don't you tell us about yourself? Tell us, you know, who is Storm and how you got into the world of being a naturopath and a herbalist? Okay. Um, I know I was talking to you a little bit earlier and I was saying, I'm really not good at talking about myself, but I can do a little bit of a crack today. (laughs) Um, Hello everyone. My name is Storm. I am a naturopath and a herbalist. I work from the herb farm here in the Manawatu. Kind of been in the natural health world for about six years and been practicing full-time as a naturopath for about three. Um, A little bit about my story and a backstory of how I came into being a naturopath is when I grew up, I was really sick as a young child. You know, I was in and out of hospital for many years with digestive problems. And as I got older, those digestive problems never resolved. Even when I would go back to the doctors or see specialists or try different medications, I felt like nothing ever worked and this really created a lot of anxiety for me especially like throughout my teenage years and we all know that like the digestive system and hormones are interconnected Mm -hmm. together so that led to some crazy hormonal stuff as well and it really was a big impact on my life and I remember one day just randomly going through like a bookcase of my mum's shelf and I picked up a book and it was called Olive Leaf Extract it was as old as the hills. Like, I mean, this book is probably from like, you know, the eighties or the nineties. And mm-hmm. I don't know what made me read this book. Cause it wasn't necessarily something I was particularly interested in, but that day I read that book from like top 
to bottom. And by the end of like finishing that book, I was like, wow, herbs are amazing. This is the avenue for me. Like this is what is going to help me to like heal my gut and heal my body. Me again, being like a Capricorn and like a typically very German person, I was like, let's take this to the extreme. So um, I ended up enrolling in becoming a naturopath myself because I wanted to have all the answers of how to heal my own body. And so I ended up studying and becoming a naturopath and joining into this natural health world and never necessarily with the intention of thinking by the end of it that I would be practicing. But um, once I started to heal my own body, I really wanted to be able to provide that same kind of insight for others because I could see how in our healthcare industry that there wasn't a lot of focus around treating the root cause. It was all kind of about symptom management of taking Mm -hmm. the pain away, but you've got to continue to do those things the rest of your life. And I saw how naturopathy was different and I didn't want other people to have to go through like a lifelong of health and illness when there's so many great natural alternatives out there. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about my story. I love that. And just to go a little bit deeper, did you heal those stomach issues and digestion issues that you have? Yeah, absolutely. Um, My digestive system has come such a long way since then. I always say for anyone that there is always a constitutional area of weakness within your body. So for example, if you're someone who has skin problems, when your body is out of balance, you're going to notice more skin problems. If you're a digestive girl, you can have more problems there when the body is out of balance. And that's kind of the constitutional um, theory. So I always know that when my body's out of balance, it will go straight to kind of my gut, whereas for other people, it might go in like in different areas as well that is so fascinating because literally right now um my skin is like covered in um like psoriasis eczema situation but I've I've had it for a few years and I know that I get it from dairy and it flares up but it's a it's not an instant it's a um like I eat some chocolate or maybe I have a binge on chocolate and then (laughs) six weeks later or so that's when it kind of shows up so there's like a delayed hangover there um but at the moment it's it usually just hangs out in um kind of like my hands or my wrists sometimes in um the crevice of my funny bones kind of thing but at the moment it's 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 almost as if it's spreading because it's in different areas of my body too. And so when you just talked to the, the being out of balance, you know, and, and I'm assuming like stress and lots of different environmental things as well can help um, inflame that or make that even bigger. I'm like, Oh yeah, cool. Good. I'm actually so grateful that our bodies can give us these messages of like, Hey, you're out of balance right now. Let's hone it back and let's get you all sorted out, you know? Yeah, our body is always, give, you know, like our hair, our nails, our tongue, our skin, like how we feel, our mood, our energy levels. These are all ways that the body is continuously trying to communicate with us. Um, so it's definitely not about like trying to suppress the symptoms. Eh? It's about listening to what our body has to say for us. Absolutely. And just like healing that and doing what you need to do, which if you listening, have, um, you know, your ears pinging up right now around what we're talking about to do with say skin or digestive, digestive issues, anything else like that. Hey, 
you are listening to the perfect episode because we've got Storm on and you can definitely get in touch with her. I'll make sure she gives us all of her details at the end of the episode. But right now, I'm so keen to talk about the plant medicine that is cacao. This is my favorite thing. And I feel like I talk about this in so many episodes of the Girls Get Confident podcast because it's a really important part of my um, routine and my self-care practice. Now, you and I met in person a few months ago when I came to your cacao retreat that you held in Manawatu. Now, I was so excited when I first found out about this. I think you launched it maybe in February or something this year, and then the retreat was in May. So I had a few months um, to really get excited and look forward to it. And I'd heard such good things about you from my friend or our friend, Felicia, who has been a guest on the show before. And of course, I love cacao so freaking much. So it was a no brainer to me. What was your purpose behind putting on a whole retreat to do with this one substance? I guess apart from like you, once you st- <laughs> once you start a journey with cacao, you fall in love with this mm-hmm. medicine. You know, I as an naturopath and herbalist, I work with so many plants, but cacao, I kind of had this intimate love relationship mm-hmm. with, and I never actually thought I would do a cacao retreat of just all based around cacao. But I remember. One time kind of sitting in a ceremony with cacao and kind of opening up that communication and I really saw, you know, how us as humans, we have been so disconnected from Mother Earth and from our heart space. And, you know, it seems like now more than ever that people are feeling that call to return home, you know, to become more connected with nature, to be more loving and to be more open and cacao is that medicine you know like she is the divine link between ourselves and the earth and ourselves and our heart space and I think for me being a naturopath I started to see how everyone's root cause to some degree was like stress you know there was so much loneliness and anxiety and depression Mm. and I saw how the medicine that people need was to de-stress so I saw this insight that there could be a space where people could come and disconnect from the stresses of life and to reconnect with the earth because the earth is really the most ultimate and beautiful medicine. Mm. And with the assistance of cacao with her insight and her healing as well. Um, Because I find like when we take cacao, we open up within ourselves that place of love. And I wanted us to come together as a group and open up to that place of love that was within ourselves so that we can then take that back to our families, take that Mm. back to our communities and begin to spread that love and create a little bit of a revolution. You know, I feel like that is the medicine that we need. So um, a bit of a long-winded answer, but it's prompted my my (laughs) retreat. Yeah. Oh, that is so beautiful. Now, I really want to um, hear you talk to the spirituality aspects of cacao because throughout that whole response, you're talking about, you know, her and like she, I'm imagining as you talk about cacao, you can, you know, really imagine in your mind her as a being maybe. But before that, can you please explain for our beautiful listeners at home, what is cacao? Yeah. 
how I would first kind of describe cacao is that cacao is a master plant. And what a master plant is, is a plant that is here on this earth for the deepest healing of evolution and for humanity. So when you work with a master plant, it's almost as if you can feel an energy or a spirit behind the plant, which is why mm-hmm. I'm kind of referring to cacao or a spirit. And when we're working with these master plants, they they work with us not just on this physical level, but on mind, body, spirit, soul. Mm. And sometimes it even feels like they work on our environment as well. Um, and cacao is one of those amazing master plants. Now, if you've never worked with cacao, it's probably very difficult to describe the experience of what it is like to work with her. I used to feel like I could um, describe her in a few words, but I mean, throughout <laughs> the years of working in ceremony and also doing mm. events and retreats, I feel like I've seen her present herself with so many different faces, but I guess wow. kind of for this, the sake of words, like mm. cacao is, you know, she's feminine, she's heart opening, she's expansive, she's embodied, she's re- reconnecting and she's deepening. She is this expression of the earth and the feminine and of love itself and that's kind of the energy you tap into when you Mm. begin to work with this master plan and in terms of the physical like the cacao that you can hold in your hand and that you make your beautiful cacao ceremonial drink out of yeah can you describe that for people at home who have probably never ever seen it before yeah so cacao is the unrefined unprocessed version of chocolate it is it is the it is the seeds from the cacao pods now Mm. when they're in this state they hold like that energy of like the cacao and the cacao spirit but they also have so many amazing compounds inside of it so you know there's certain compounds inside of that cacao which is rich in antioxidants which is fantastic for our immune system Mm. things like magnesium and iron and copper and these things that our body needs but also compounds that help us to naturally produce our own love hormones things like serotonin and dopamine works on neuroplasticity so helping us to change our brain and our brain chemistry and how we prepare cacao is we typically would prepare cacao as a drink or as an elixir and have that through in like a ceremony or a ceremonial drink Mm. um it comes from like the theobromai cacao tree and uh it's typically kind of known in the ancient cultures as like food of the gods Mm. um, what is our beautiful cacao whereabouts in the world is it normally sourced from so it does depend on the type of cacao that you have Mm -hmm. you're really thinking like chocolate well most of our (laughs) chocolate is grown actually in through africa and this isn't the type of ceremonial cacao that we'll have in ceremony so Mm. when you have hershey's chocolate that's like roasted cacao and that gets rid of all those beneficial compounds that i've been talking about and most of that is grown through mass production through Mm. a different type of cacao tree that's grown in africa Mm. the ceremonial grades of cacao are typically grown through like peru and south america and guatemala and that accounts for like one to three percent of the cacao production in the world wow and the reason why you would want ceremonial grade cacao compared to Hershey's chocolate is for for all of those benefits and for consuming it in its highest quality rawest state rather than the one that's got you know processed sugar and all of those other additives and whatnot 
Yeah. And for me, it's also a lot about the ethics as well. Like, I mean, when I done my cacao training and, you know, I started to talk into the cacao industry and how, you know, like a cacao tree can only grow like one or two kilos of cacao per year. Mm. And then you have a look to see how many kilos that uh, is needed to produce the amount of chocolate that we consume even just here in the West. So there's a lot of exploitation that goes into chocolate. Like we're talking about like more than 24 million children are like slave trafficked into creating chocolate um, and like not providing living wages for workers. And, you know, there is a lot of stuff like with the cacao industry. Mm. Um, so that's why I say like ceremonial cacao is definitely the best way to go like farm to table where you know exactly where it's coming from, that the farmer's getting paid like mm. a living wage. It's all ethical. It's all organic. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of my perspective. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for talking to that. I think it's really important and empowering to know the difference between the two and also in the way you would consume them as well right like going to the supermarket and buying chocolate from the confectionery aisle quite often it can be um you know an eating your feelings thing like I used to do this when I first moved to Palmerston North I was 20 years old I was about to turn 21 and I was so lonely and I had no friends I had no family there I knew no one and I would go to work and I would come home via the supermarket and I'd buy two blocks of chocolate and that was my lunch I was literally eating my feelings of loneliness and sadness to add to that when you think of the process in which it's taken to be grown and then to end up on that supermarket shelf compared to if you were using ceremonial cacao and that you um you know had a special ritual around and of course didn't um like uh, over consume or use as a way to essentially eat your feelings um, you know it's a completely different process now what can a person expect when they do their first cacao ceremony yeah just kind of touching back on what you were saying <laughs> as well like um, thinking about those chocolate cravings that we do get is because at a deeper level, our body knows that cacao is a medicine that we actually need because that mm. raw form of ceremonial cacao that we're talking about increases serotonin and dopamine. So it's helping us to get that satisfaction that we're looking for, but from such a healthier source, mm. as well as obviously being very rich in magnesium, which is fantastic for our mood and our nervous system and our regulation as well. So um, sometimes, you know, when we are craving chocolate, we're, we're just looking for that boost in serotonin or dopamine yeah. and magnesium. The pieces inside it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thinking about like what someone can expect with their first ceremony. Now, every ceremony is going to definitely look different depending on who is hosting it because everyone mm -hmm. kind of has their own unique flair and their relationship with cacao. However, kind of typically when you come and have a cacao ceremony, we all sit together in a circle and we take that medicine together. It was always um, reiterated to me by my teachers that when we have a cacao ceremony, it's about reconnection back to ourselves, back to the earth and back, you know, obviously to the land. And that prayers and offerings and gratitude to Pachamama, the earth, to the farmers, to the workers, to the cacao medicine is an important way to start any cacao ceremony because you are giving back that thanks and gratitude to the medicine and to the earth first, mm. which is then going to allow that dialogue with the cacao medicine and get some of those reflections. 
I'm guessing individual expression for each person is going to be really different. Varia enjoy sense of satisfaction. I feel really embodied and confident when I'm working with cacao. I feel connected with the earth and all of life being one with nature, connected with myself. And you kind of arrive at this place where you're open to receive insight and wisdom and realization. Mm-hmm. And so during a cacao ceremony, typically you're guided with practices which are going to support that internal dialogue and reconnection. What are the differences in preparing your own little cacao ceremony at home just for yourself compared to having it prepared by a facilitator um, who, not necessarily, but who, you know, may have qualified and have um, extra knowledge, say, like what you do. Um, So more what I'm trying to get at is showing um, and letting the ladies know who are listening that this is something they can make at home um, Mm -hmm. on their own as well. And they don't just have to go to an event to be able to experience this. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like when you have a cacao ceremony at home it is a little bit more intimate you know you're in the comfort of your own home you can carve out your own intimate practice with cacao with what feels aligned for you and Mm. kind of say like different strokes for different folks you know there are some people at home who thrive and being in their own company and they can go deeper at home Mm. with themselves whereas there's other people who feel like they need to escape from the distractions of their home environment in order to have a deeper experience like say for example if you have like young kids or your house Mm. is really busy or it's really messy or you just (laughs) don't have that space or quietness to find that inner sense of peace that's when going to a cacao ceremony can be really beneficial because it takes you away from your environment you have this dedicated time you Mm. can't cut well you can escape but you know what I mean (laughs) you've dedicated that time to sit and have that moment with cacao and so for those people they can dig a little bit deeper it can be nice say if you've never worked with cacao before to go with to a ceremony first Mm, so mm -hmm. that you know what cacao is about and you learn about the traditions and you learn about some of the customs and you create that relationship with cacao first we also have to respect it as a medicine as well and also respect those ancient those indigenous cultures as well and for me it's about making sure we're not appropriating that medicine either for me the first two times that I um, went to or you know that I had cacao ceremonies was with events one in Palmerston North and then one in Rotorua and it was actually this year the first ceremony that I went to was back in probably 2019 um, and it was such an interesting experience when I was actually hungover. So <laughs> probably wasn't the best way going into it. I think I slept in the meditation. I don't think I actually meditated. I was just out. Um, <laughs> and I just remember it tasting so bitter and gritty. And I've been able to since then experience um, you know, cacao ceremonies that have been prepared by different people that have different um goodness that they put into them whether that's coconut sugar or cinnamon or even um, chili flakes things like that so they don't all taste like that and then of course obviously it's um, that bitterness can be um, dependent on where the cacao comes from and what variant it is I actually learned off you 
to mix two different types from a company based here in New Zealand, um, Salino Health. Is that how you say it, Salino? Yeah, Salino Health, my absolute faves. They're actually the only people in New Zealand to provide those different types of cacao. You know, if you're talking about the the spiral cacao and the unturunku cacao. Yes. Um, the unturunku cacao, uh, Salino Health are the only place that actually provide that. And it's probably my uh, my favorite form of cacao, I would say. It is so good. And the combo that I learned off you is to do a 50-50 mix of both. And mm-hmm. that's actually what I did this morning. Um, did a little cacao ceremony for myself at home. And it's interesting that you touched on the point of it being a medicine and not wanting to abuse it, because that is a question that I um, I know that I've spoken to you about this before obviously outside of the podcast but we'll just repeat this conversation now you know for the lovely lady at home when you talk about not abusing it what does that mean is that you saying like you can't have this every day or you do you it's your life but be aware you know that kind of thing just can you talk into that a little bit more for us yeah, you'll kind of find everyone talk into this a little bit more. And I have definitely sp- spoken to my cacao teachers about this as well, which changed mm-hmm. some of my perspective. Um, but it is really down to your personal preference. And my best advice would be is to listen to your intuition and to mm-hmm. listen to the medicine. Mm-hmm. Really be self-aware and asking yourself, are you working with cacao out of habit? to get high to Mm. feel good are you just using it in that way or are you coming to the medicine with intention Mm. to heal or to receive insight or to become that being of in love or to be more confident or to be more embodied um and if your cacao ceremonies are becoming a crux or they're becoming a habit that's Mm. when i would say slow down and give yourself a chance to integrate and have space because when you're in a cacao ceremony oftentimes you receive insights and lessons from the medicine that's asking you to apply that to your life but if you keep coming back to the medicine over and over <laughs> again you're going to continue to get more and more and more lessons but you don't mm. have any space in order to integrate the lessons and insights which cacao is giving you and the integration is the hardest part you know that's the part that we don't want to do that's the action growth yeah yeah we all want to kind of have like that beautiful love be like oh yeah I need to do this I feel really embodied I feel really love I know what I need to do I know how I can access this place But then once you've come down from cacao, you've got to apply that to your life. And that's really the hardest part. And now obviously going back to the medicine can be helpful in that journey of integrating as well. Like I said, I just feel like it's going to be very dependent on the person and Mm. it's about being self-aware is my best advice. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I mean, the past few months for me have been huge intention on trying to essentially crack open my heart and like break down walls and grow further self-belief and confidence on this journey that I've been going through to step out of full-time employment and to now be in self-employment which literally happened as of yesterday the time of this recording is quarter to six on the Friday of Matariki in 2022 um so yesterday was my last day and cacao ceremonies just solo ones by myself have been integral in this journey for me over the past few months but what I freaking love is that for the most part I'm a pretty um 
routine habitual person and so when I have my cacao I don't really change it I just have the same mix every day and a couple of weeks ago I was doing my cacao ceremony I had my intention all that good stuff and then I drank it and my body was just like this is gross (laughs) like this is too strong you've had enough you need to stop And I just heard it, like I actually heard it in my mind or in my intuition. And so I stopped and I didn't have any for a few weeks. And then um, once this week, um, and then also this morning, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm feeling good now. And then it tastes good again. And it's exactly the same recipe prepared exactly the same way. And I just think that there's some kind of magic in that, right? Yeah. And I I love how you speak into that because... I sometimes feel like as a medicine server, as someone who is like, you know, has so much intention in serving medicine to others that sometimes the medicines can be a little bit more harsh with you. You know, like I know that if I, in the times in the past where maybe I've sat with cacao out of that habit or out of that crux, or maybe not with the right kind of intentions, Mm. that she's kicked my ass. Oh yeah. People don't often talk about that because, you know, most of the time when you sit with cacao with that intention, we put so much focus on intention that you have this really loving and beautiful and awakening kind of experience. Um, But there is another side to cacao is that when you're not working it with respect, I mean, there's been times she's really kicked my ass um, and really put me in my place and humbled me. So um, is there, when you say she's kicked your ass, like what specifically (laughs) happened? Was it a physical response or like what, what can people expect as a sign to know that, Hey, you might actually be abusing this. Yeah. So I feel like just for me personally, like in the times where maybe I was like, Oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't have sat with that cacao because it wasn't with the right intention. Um, usually it would be like a lot of anxiety kind Mm. of feeling like a feeling of like sickness or nausea. You just kind of don't get to that kind of feel good kind of place. I've just, there's sometimes been times there where I've had like really high dosage of cacao. And like I said, I haven't sat with intention and I'm just like lying there, just having to focus on my breath because of like that anxiety and the heart palpitations coming through. But like I said, I, I don't find that when in the times where I've really, put my intention and my love into it Mm. not saying it's going to be this way for everyone because you know I do know a lot of people who work with cacao and they don't work with cacao intentionally or in the way that I prefer to work with cacao and Mm. they seem to be incredibly fine I guess that just for me the reason why I've had that effect is maybe just the relationship and the dedication that I have to this medicine that it's a little bit of her own lesson for me I feel like we should just clarify the way that we're talking about cacao it is not a drug at no. all, right? It is perfectly good for you and it is not a drug, okay? Yeah, I think because the way I talk about it is quite, obviously I'm talking about it in a way that is really intense yes. um, and kind of in that deepest level, which does come through like years of working with a plant. You begin to talk about it in this way, but it is not psychedelic. It's not even really a psychoactive type of plant so you're not going to fail your drug test you're not going to get high you're not going to hallucinate there's a good point to reiterate yeah you'll just have happy feel-good hormones flowing through your body and I mean that's probably why people love it so much because who doesn't want to feel good okay just a couple more questions on cacao storm for anybody at home who's wanting to get into trying or using um, and working with the master plant that is cacao, how would you recommend that they create a cacao practice for themselves? 
I definitely think that the first step to carving out a cacao practice is making sure you get really good, high quality, ceremonial based cacao. Mm -hmm. So you can probably go to the supermarket and you'll see that there's Pam's cacao and there's cacao powder. Those things are are not the same equivalent of ceremonial grade cacao. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that you get ceremonial grade cacao in a paste or a block. That's what's going to contain all of those active compounds, which is going to give you the experience that you're looking for if you're wanting to maybe work with her ceremonially. Mm -hmm. If you're just wanting to get great nutrients out of it, you can use the powder, but you can't expect to get the the same feelings or sensations that we've been talking about within the podcast. Mm -hmm. I would say if you're wanting to build a relationship with cacao, that the first step, like I said, is getting that really good quality cacao and then taking some time, carving out at least an hour for your first time to sit with your cacao and ask the medicine to show herself to you. So instead of just creating an intention of like, I want cacao to do this for me, I want <laughs> actually get to know your medicine first by asking cacao, hey, what is this about? What are you as a medicine and actually mm. sitting with that first? And then what you do after that is really going to be really dependent on you. Maybe you want to do art when you have cacao. Maybe you want to do, maybe you want to dance. Maybe you want to get out in nature. You know, it's going to be very dependent on you. So I do encourage you to not feel like you have to follow a set protocol of mm. how you should have your cacao. But again, listen to your intuition and what feels right for you once you've had that initial ceremony with cacao to know what she is about so that you know how to integrate her into your life. That is so beautiful. And for me, when I first bought my own like ceremonial grade cacao and it was in the post on its way to my house, I went online and I started looking at recipes and ways of how to prepare it. And there are some beautiful videos on YouTube of people who walk you through, you know, all of the steps that they take to prepare the cacao at home and a recipe and, you know, the the dosage that you might need for certain things. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, Storm but 30 grand is usually a pretty good amount for ceremonial uh, practices. Yeah. So I would say like, obviously at our retreat, we had much higher dosages. Of oh yeah. <laughs> um, however, you know, if you're just first starting out with cacao, I say 30 grams is a really good place to start. Mm. And as you get more experience, you might find that you want to go a little bit deeper with your cacao. And then we say like up to 40 grams, um, of ceremonial cacao also just as probably there was a really good point to make is that that traditional ceremonial cacao or the most common ceremonial cacao that you'll find make sure that you're having it throughout the daytime especially if you're someone who has trouble sleeping at nighttime because it does have a compound called theobromine inside of it and theobromine helps to increase energy so it's similar to caffeine but it's not but it increases your energy levels increases like clarity and focus and gives you that uplifting, energizing feeling um, without mm. all like the overstimulation or restlessness that caffeine will give you. But for some people who are a little bit more sensitive, sometimes that theobromine as well can keep you up at nighttime. So having your cacao really early in the evening or throughout the day would be better for you unless you're working with the other cacao that um, we've obviously been speaking about, which is that unturunku cacao, mm. which you can have at nighttime, which is fantastic. 
so beautiful. I personally love having my cacao in the morning. And if I'm, um, you know, feeling the need for some uh, cacao medicine, I will make it um, part of that morning routine for me. I did an episode last week on morning routines and I left a little spot in there that talks to um, using cacao as part of that morning routine. Um, I'm probably someone you might say I I use it regularly, but it's not uh, if I haven't had it today, I'm not okay. I'm leaning on it, that kind of thing. I do try to be real and intentional with it. Like I said earlier, I've been using it to help me to really like crack open my heart and down those walls. Um, so there's been like some pretty big intention behind it. Um, and another thing just to share with you is Insight Timer. If you search in their um, cacao ceremony, it comes up with so many tracks of like guided visualizations that can talk you through, um, you know, being grateful for the process in which the cacao has gone from, you know, planting the seed all the way through to it being in your mug. And I always love the aspect of putting the mug up to your heart and, you know, being really intentional about that and breathing in the cacao. And it's just so freaking beautiful. Um, I'm probably going to do my cacao training at some point um, because like, it's, it's just something that can help so many people and has helped me a lot already and it would be beautiful to have a deeper understanding of it like what you do storm um why don't you talk about where you would recommend uh anyone would buy their ceremonial grade cacao from I'm probably really biased as the people I done my cacao training through, but um, I love uh, Salino House, which is here in New Zealand. It is a New Zealand-based company, um, like a husband and wife team where um, the, the lady is from Peru and her husband is here from New Zealand and they kind of mm. combine together. He's a scientist and she's like native Peruvian. So they kind of like combine together that like traditional aspect, but also all the science as well. So all of your cacao is tested and like those bioactives are tested as well. So you know that you're getting those high quality antioxidants, but also they are organic. It's farm to table it's sustainable they work directly with their farmers they provide the living wage so that you know when you're getting that cacao that you're getting high quality cacao Mm. that is ethically sourced um that is definitely why i love selena health now you obviously have to tell us your offer code too (laughs) (laughs) you can get 10 percent off if you use the code storm in capitals um on checkout (laughs) i will link to that in the description below as well we as girls get also have a code for selena health but my one is just for the cacao it's not for any of the extra goodness and they have a beautiful maca powder that you can put in with your cacao and it makes it a little bit thicker which i really love i like it not being watery you know I like my being thick and really creamy and so I find that that maca powder from Selino Health um, really helps with that as well and I believe that your code puts a discount off those ones too yeah uh, mac is one of those other plants that I'm also trained in as well but there's actually a reason that we actually combine other plants together with cacao is that um, my teacher would always say that cacao is very yin and we want to add in yang plants so it's kind of finding that balance because we talk about cacao as being a feminine plant but we really want that masculine aspect so you're finding that balance Mm. so um we say that we mix cacao with other herbs like cinnamon or ginger or Mm. cayenne pepper or maca which is going to help you to provide that balance so 
cacao has this tendency to take us really like up and out into our heart <laughs> space and like the yang herbs just help us to keep ourselves a little bit more grounded so um we always combine some other herb with cacao it's your personal preference of what you want to use oh that is so wonderful and i have one last question for you yes. what would you say has been your biggest breakthrough while under the influence of cacao this is a really hard question to answer because i feel like I'm that type of person who has a breakthrough every time I have cacao. Um, Yeah. So it's like going back through like the archives and thinking about like, which one is like the most important. I was just going to say one that just comes to my mind first. For me, what cacao has shown me is what love really means. So I love when you were kind of speaking into how you've been using it to crack open your heart. Cause that was mm. such an experience that I felt like I had with cacao, like being a Capricorn, someone who previously is prone to probably having too much masculine energy <laughs> that cacao show has shown me how to soften, how to be loved, how to be in my feminine. And it's shown me that love is always available inside of myself. It's not something that I need to look for outside of myself or in anyone else in order to feel that. Because when I saw that when I changed my perception, everything I look at with love is looking back at me with love. Mm -hmm. And there is this never ending well of love that exists within me. And that was a really powerful integration for me to practice in because I'm obviously everyone kind of has their moments, but you know, you're no longer like searching from that outside place or trying to fill your cup from everyone else. You know, you're just coming from this well where you can just continue to give because there's that ever amount of love flowing through you. Oh, that is such a beautiful, beautiful answer. And I'm so grateful for your time. Um, I just want to finish off by saying to any of you lovely ladies at home, if you are based in the Manawatu area, go see Storm at her farm. (laughs) You can also book in on her website, I believe, to travel there um, to go and have consults with her. Are you still doing stuff online? Yeah, so I do both um, in-person consults and online, whatever your preference is. So I do see people uh, around New Zealand, overseas and stuff as well. So whatever works best for you. Beautiful. And I also saw that you have an upcoming cacao ceremony event for beginners, which is so freaking cool. So um, good luck for that. And you ladies listening, like I say, if you're based in the area, go check it out. I will link to Storm's um, accounts and things like that. So you can go and follow her online. But thank you so much, beautiful. It's been so nice talking to you and talking more cacao goodness with you as well. Yeah, thank you so much for for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been amazing. Thank you.